The arts, art going, heck, an art gallery wasn't something that was ever on my radar growing up, even with an artist as a neighbor. Oh, and referring to myself as an artist for doing a podcast? Not a chance. However, you put me on a busy street corner with a lemonade stand and I'll turn it into a franchise. So maybe artists feel like they aren't business types yet either. The thought of selling out or taking direction from someone who doesn't appreciate the nuances of the craft isn't what they want to do. But we need each other, artists and civilians do, to complete the circle of life. With local movements like South Coast Spring Arts, we have a common place to meet and learn from each other. I think what we'll discover is that arts is alive and well on the South Coast and is going beyond what you might consider art. Stay tuned to hear from Jody Stevens, Executive Director for the Marion Art Center, and returning guest Patty Rigo, Marketing Director at the Marion Institute and owner of We Love Fall River. You're listening to the We Are Here podcast only on southcoast.fm. We're telling stories of business builders and entrepreneurs on the South Coast, letting the world know we are here. We're the number one podcast on the South Coast for entrepreneurs. We'd love your review on iTunes. If you have a moment, please scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app on this episode and share the love. Okay, let's get into today's episode with Jody and Patty. My name is Jody Stevens. I'm the executive director at the Marion Arts Center. I live in New Bedford and I've lived here since 2007. I was at graduate school at UMass Dartmouth, so I have an arts background with my MFA and artistry fibers. South Coast Spring Arts is actually modeled after Art Week Massachusetts, which was a statewide initiative that the Bach Center in Boston began a few years ago. And the MAC has participated for a few years in that program with anywhere from 12 to 17 programs. And I think 2018 was the first year the MAC had events with that. And then 2019, we ran a great 10 days of events. And then last year, 2020, we were all set up, ready to go. And of course, Art Week Massachusetts was canceled. They actually did Art Week at home. Right, oh yes. Which was, but for, for somebody like you. Virtual. Like, that, that was already had stuff in place. It really was hard. I mean, a lot of us struggled with, do we cancel our things? Do we, not everything can be brought virtual. And we all know that now, but last year was a lot different. So, mm-hmm. but, but no, yeah, for all intents and purposes, you're right, Jody. it was canceled. Right, really. right. We did do, I think, some virtual events as best we could at the MAC, but I know a lot of people had to pivot sort of at the last Mm. minute. So South Coast Spring Arts is modeled after that. When we heard that Art Week Massachusetts wouldn't run in 2021 either, my board president, Jennifer Webb, and Anthony Frangiotis, who owns the drawing room in New Bedford, along with Lee Heald and eventually Patty, we all got together to talk about how can we run our own version. So this is a 10-day program from May 7th through the 16th from Wareham to Fall River, of course. <laughs> we did it. Yeah, Show we did over. it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We need t-shirts. Yeah, a lot of different organizations are participating with their own events. So this is sort of a grassroots effort at this point, and we've come together to create a landing page and a website so you can go to southcoastspringarts.org and see all of the different participating organizations and from there link to those different events. Got it. And now this is, uh, well, planned to be an in-person event a year ago, year and a half ago, Mm -hmm. but now all online? Is that the infrastructure? Actually, there's a good mixture. I was just looking over the list because it's been a while since I was able to take in all the the different array of events. But I mean, some of them are in person, like the ones in Fall River are 
I think, yeah, they're every one of them are in person. But then there are, there's something cool, like what the New Bedford Whaling Museum is doing, which they're like encouraging people to do yoga poses at home that are like nautical related, like boat pose, which is not always one of my favorites. But, <laughs> and then, but there is a, what I love about that, it's hybrid. And then they're inviting people on the 16th to do yoga in the park. I've, I'm not sure if it's anchor yoga, but in any case, I think that's a, that's a really great example of how you can kind of cater to people who maybe aren't, you know, quite ready to do in person but you can still have that touch with the arts right so in person or virtual or hybrid events for us at the mac all of our in-person events are actually outside and then we have some rain dates just in case (laughs) we don't that's we just went with it we're like we're doing it outside there's no rain dates i mean we we did winter we did winter placemaking in Fall River, Winter Bridge, and we got through that in the snow. We, we encountered every kind of weather. I think we're New Englanders. Just get some good clothing and come out. I mean, it's fun. It can be fun to play in the rain. Right. I see the schedule is set for May 7th to May 5th. 16th. 16th. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid, right? I mean, that's a that's a long, almost, what, week and a half? Almost and there's a lot of events during the yeah. week, too. It's not just the weekends, although I will say the weekends are heavy. But the, I mean, I, I, mean, I can say Fall River, we're doing them just on the weekends. We're baby towing. We're dipping into this. But the, the Dartmouth Cultural Center is doing multiple events throughout the week. Westport Art Group is doing multiple events throughout the week. I know the MAC is. And then the South Coast Almanac, bringing it back to that because that's the impetus for all of this. They're doing a walking book club, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and they had done that before, but so this is just kind of like a, a special piece. But yeah, I love that. I love that there's like like the imagination that we all had to come up with in the last year, more imagination than yes. we already had to do some really interesting events. And I do have to mention AHA Night as well, because mm. I think that's the 13th, mm-hmm. Thursday the 13th. Prior In prior years during Art Week, it never landed on an AHA night. So that was one great thing when we brought in Lee Hild. We were able to kind of fudge the dates ourselves a little bit. And it's actually better, I think. It's a little bit warmer it's, it's about a week later than Art Week Massachusetts would run. When I think art, Dina is not here right now, but she will be back. Her stuff mm-hmm. is sitting in the corner. But one of the things that I always talk about with her is the sort of intersection of art and business and how artists, to get their name out, they, they have to do things like when Dina has in-person galleries and just if you're that struggling artist mm-hmm. trying to get your name out there, like you have to have that business mindset. Obviously, COVID was something that every business had to deal with. Is there something new that that you've seen come out of COVID that has been a surprise for the arts industry, especially locally, to like new things that artists had to do to keep going? Yes, I think everyone's ability to pivot to virtual is, for me as an arts administrator, it was definitely a huge learning curve and a challenge. But I've seen so many great innovative programming where people are doing virtual gallery tours or doing studio visits with artists and people haven't been able to get out to to see work in person but i don't know patty you've probably seen a lot of that too well and just what you were just saying in some ways art becomes this personal thing that you experience you go up to it you can't touch it you shouldn't touch it at least but it's it's all about being there but we have shown and our artists have shown that there's different ways it might be it might be a different way of experiencing art but in some ways it's a little bit more intimate you're bringing people in you're, we all kind of had our we were all on the same boat last year we were all feeling a little uncomfortable and i think that really allowed us to maybe be vulnerable and and do some great things i mean i think people took a lot of chances yeah. i know i did in a lot of ways yeah. through events try new things and for us for example at the mac 
last summer we ran our first outdoor play in the park across the street because we couldn't be in our theater and it was an awesome experience people loved it so we're doing more of that this summer but that kind of gave us the confidence to do more outdoor events when it comes to theater and music and you certainly have to work with the neighborhood and make sure people are you know okay with all of it yeah i think the only industry uh that has seen growth during the COVID pandemic is the sweatpants industry right? because <laughs> oh, everyone has been buying sweatpants. I mean, Have, buttons. Yeah. Does anybody use buttons anymore? Yeah. Like, yeah. what? Extra large. Elastic. Elastic spandex is in. Yeah. But what about the art industry? Has this, the virtual side of it anyway, has that brought in, or is there a way for you to measure the exposure of hmm. this to new art goers, right? Have, have people experienced art in different ways now that maybe they're like, art gallery, not for me, but virtually, okay, I don't have to leave sure. my house. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I, as I mentioned, it, for us, it's been a challenge just kind of learning how to do all of this, a live stream music event or something like that. I know that, performance venues have been hit really Mm. hard clearly at the Marion Art Center we have a theater but we haven't been able to have events inside but we have other programs that we can run so we've been in a a bit of a better situation but I know the New Bedford Symphony Orchestra and all kinds of you know the Zyterian they've been doing all kinds of different things you remember the the movies the drive-in movies that the Z did so it's just sort of these things that you would never necessarily do during a regular year. Yeah. And I mean, I went to one of the drive-in movies in the Whale's Tooth parking lot. It was yeah. awesome. So yeah, we have been doing. We have a full summer of those in Fall River too, and those were really a great way for people to connect with the community too. Yeah. Having mm-hmm. community groups come and table or have activities. I mean, in some ways, we were all separated from each other, but it brought us closer together. I know that's super cliche and maybe like a hallmark ending to this whole thing. Whole thing, but I mean, I don't. I don't know. I thought a lot of great ideas came out of last year. I mean, one of the things that we ended up doing for the fall edition of Fabric Festival were these performative art walks mm. that we took people into nature. I did. I ended up doing one of them. I was, and right there is an example of I am not an artist, or I never thought of myself as an artist. And here I was working with an incredible artist from Lisbon, Gustavo Siriaco, and. I, as I got through the process, realized I had a lot to put into the process. And I really did feel like I was, it gave me so much more value than I ever thought I would have Mm -hmm. out of an experience like that. So now I consider myself to be an artist. And I think that these events are important because you people, there's art everywhere. Everybody can be an artist. There's something creative. There's something for you. And I think having this broad range of outdoor art, indoor art, walks. It's just making it more accessible to people. And I think we're, we're breaking down the barriers of people saying, this art isn't for me. Art is for everyone. Absolutely. Really yeah, I will say that the events for South Coast Spring Arts, sort of the whole idea behind this is for people to be able to try something a little bit that's new for them or being able to access something that might normally, they might not have access to. For us, we have pretty low price prices on our events or free. Some of the, the virtual events, of course, are free. And that, again, is in keeping with the Art Week Massachusetts goal of affordable, unique programs mm-hmm. and also participatory. So the idea is that the event that you're having should should invite the either the audience or the people taking the class to really be involved. If it's not hands-on, then there's a Q&A at the end of the theater experience or some other element that makes it really unique and and people who like patty was saying maybe think they're not creative or not 
artists, they can experience something new without much risk, really, because yeah. it's either a one-day event or a low-cost event. Yeah. It took me years to admit to myself that I was an artist doing <laughs> podcasting. It's funny. People come through, like, I'll hear people do tours when I, my office is upstairs, and I'll hear people like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an artist here, and everything's like, so great. And they're like, who else is in here? And it's like some podcaster <laughs> like, in the room. I'm just like, <laughs> no one I mean, wants, you know, a lot of artists don't want to call themselves artists, yeah. at least early on. But <laughs> yeah. So on that point, there's an artist who might not feel like they are an an artist listening to this right now is there like a place to register yes, <laughs> for um, that on, on the south coast to be part of this whole thing so again if you just go to southcoastspringarts.org there we have closed the events through that main website so you, we can't add any new events at this point however each organization has their own events so you can go to the springarts.org website southcoastspringarts.org excuse me and then click through uh, from there through the links to get to each organization's webpage. I mean, I invite people to come to the events too. I mean, the best, I, I think one of, the, one of the greatest things is, I think about the South Coast arts and culture scene is that everybody's really welcoming. Everybody mm -hmm. really is like, we mm -hmm. just, we are all really, I'm like saying we are all, but yes, most of us, every single one of us. <laughs> I think eighty-eight so. point seven. Yes, <laughs> we're just really like I've always felt embraced by the community. I've never felt like highbrow, and I think that just speaks to the the working class roots of this whole area. I mean, we have I mean, like Fall River now has a Fall River Museum of Contemporary Art that's housed in a mill, but that's one more step to again going back to making people feel that art is for you it's not something else that exists outside of the microcosm of your life it's it's yeah. part of the creative economy it's part of parts of your life you might not even recognize yeah. and then what at the event that we're doing in fall river on may 8th which is we are we heart fall river it's an art and arts and culture celebration we're doing like a maker's market where that part is obviously people are selling wares they're not giving them away for free but it's all it's artisans from all over the south coast and mm. i think that's what i, I wanted to have an event that even our even our activity zone we have a couple we have you know Rhonda Fazio from Interwoven she's coming like we just want this to really to for people to start thinking this is not uh, a novel idea that yeah. we all do this something we need to start thinking regionally all the time and it'll just yes. be better for all yeah. of us if we if this becomes the norm and then we're also giving people at that makers market an opportunity to get up um, and do this little entrepreneur spotlight where they can talk about how they got to this journey that it's scary as heck that yeah it's a risk but look at the reward and look at the community and hopefully there'll be somebody who comes through who maybe makes some things at home never thought of themselves as an, as an artist and they'll be like i can do this if they, right. if sure. they can do this i yeah. can do this yeah. I, I will say, yeah. yeah and i will say too that one of the challenges because of covid of course is not being able to do as much inside so moving our events outdoors is actually uh, great in a way because people who may be afraid, you know, not afraid, but not comfortable going into a gallery or thinking like Patty's saying, oh, this is not for me. Well, if you have an event off-site or at a different location or- At a park, at a people park, just stumble yeah. upon it. And it's like they have yeah. the most- Relevatory experiences. I had we, ha we right. had that happen at, at Winterbridge. Like people would just come by and be like, "What is this?" And then, "Wow, this is so great!" And they didn't even know they were missing it. Yeah, like, yes. which is such a, it was such a cool thing to see that. Yeah. yeah, and even the virtual events. I think because people are, it's more intimate in a way. People mm. are revealed if they're in their homes or in the setting. And, and in a way, sometimes people become more comfortable yeah. talking and meeting strangers. And I've found that in our virtual gallery tours that we've yeah. done. I think it's educating folks on the broader definition of art, right? Because like a younger me would be like, 
art gallery. You want me to go and look at like this <laughs> painting? And everyone's like, this is beautiful, isn't it? It's like, it's a red dot on a wall. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what it means. What do you see? Right? And that's like what art from a young perspective might feel like. But there's just like you create things physically, right? With your art, right. it's not just a painting on a wall and it can be an artisan selling something, mm -hmm. that fusion of entrepreneurship and, and art and creativity and creating something. So I think efforts like this, when you start to surround it with so many different types of artists, again, using air quotes, the, the definition becomes so much more broad. Right, right. It's right. music, it's, it's mm -hmm. physical yes. art, it's painting, it's, it's everything. It's poetry, music, theater, right. painting. We're doing a felting workshop. Ooh. So it's anything and everything that is creative, yeah. yeah. And I think, Matt, so what you were just kind of skirted around is that when being a kid, you don't, art is not something that I experienced at all growing up in Fall River, zero. I know f speaking about Fall River, that's something that we speak about all the time is that how can we get young voices to the table? How can we start to, from the from really young and like do art contests, do poetry contests, just getting people used to expressing themselves in different ways. I mean, art can be therapy, art can mm. be just an experience Expressive, expressive experience. And I think that I look forward to in the future, maybe for the next time, hopefully we do this again next year and have a little bit more thought on like a youth program or incorporating like more youth events, maybe really reaching out to some people. We obviously did not like reach out to people saying, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? But we hope that people will see what we did this year. And if we're able to do it again next year, that it'll be, you know, even a stronger. Do you feel like there's going to be some staying power to the virtual stuff? I think so, uh, yeah. yeah I, I think so. I think people have, I mean, just from my, my, not just these events, but other events that I do, it's kind of alluring to think that people from different geographies can now access your content, yeah. which kind of opened up a lot of doors. And I mean, I think I remember the first time I was on your podcast, it was video one. I was super uncomfortable being videotaped. Now I am like camera ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am on Zoom most of the day. And I yeah. think it just the lots of things have changed. Yeah, I definitely think hybrid, I think hybrid events will will be the way to go. I know virtual is going to be hard because at some point, how are you going to make money off of it? Because right now everybody can get virtual events for free. Right. And the problem is monetizing it. So yes. one way you can yes. get around that is doing like suggested donation, but that only gets you so far. The Met in New York will tell you that. They have a suggested donation that most yeah. people don't pay. Yeah. $20, that's yeah. not- that's It's a, tough, right? Because you want to give people a great experience, but it is hard, it is difficult to monetize Art that. isn't free, that's the thing too, that people, these artists that are doing these things, like we've all had those people, oh, can you just, you know, do me a little something on the side? And it's like, no, art is a business. These, this is what we do. Like, this is how we pay the bills, feed our kids, the whole deal. Yeah. Right. So it's and it's a it's a value just like your job is a value when you go to an office a studio is an office a gallery is an right. office and for South Coast Spring Arts when you're attending an event if you're paying for a ticket or paying for a workshop that uh, fee directly supports the participating artists whether it's an artist teaching you how to make something or performing artists who's yeah. a you're musician. walking away with some value and this and none of the money is going back into this south coast spring right, so right this is not like an organization this is just i've been using overusing the word movement this year so i'm just <laughs> going to keep saying it but it's a movement it's just yeah. people collaborating underneath the umbrella of you got to call it something you yes. can't just say a bunch of us are doing something and we are <laughs> we are fortunate to have some support from the mass cultural council for i believe we received a festivals grant for this as well as first citizens they've given us some support but yeah we're kind of doing this on a shoestring budget mm -hmm. and also new bedford creative we've had some help with the web design from zane cox absolutely and, um, big shout out to zane yeah 
And so the infrastructure of payment and access to this, like you were just mentioning, it's not like you come to SouthCoastSpringArts.org and buy like a pass. Right. You go to each individual yes. event. Yes, good idea though. But <laughs> and you go to each individual event and then you pay the artist or the establishment. Yeah, for money. us, you can register through our website and you can buy a ticket online to an event or just register for free if it's a virtual event. Do we know the range of prices? For us, it's anywhere. It's free to, I think, the highest... Price point was $35 for um, an in-person three-hour workshop. I like some of this, this stuff that we talked about. Patty, when you and I recorded our episode was right at the start of the pandemic, right? We, yeah, it we, was. Nobody knew what the heck was going to yeah. happen. Wow. But in my world, I'm just like, you know, even co-working. Two years ago, people were like, what do you, you, where do you go? I go to an office. I, you get you work there? Yes, I work there, right? And people were just like, <laughs> I don't even understand. And you don't, like, you don't meet people in person? Like, no, it's all on, it's all digital. And the, again, like you, it's hard to look at COVID as something of a, a, of a boon to any of this stuff, mm, but mm, it certainly mm. put people from zero to 60 miles an hour really quick yes. with being online, Yes, right? Like when you and I talk, people were like knocking down my door saying, can you get me a website up oh, like definitely. right now? I was telling you this five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Where were you? Oh my gosh, it's true. And some, some organizations were better equipped, I think, yeah. for that. It's, it's definitely, <laughs> again, I can't stress enough the learning curve. Like, I think everybody needs to give themselves a big pat on the back though, because we made it. I yeah. mean, we're still going through it, but I mean, like, I know my, personally and professionally, I learned so many things, so many right. new things that like, I think I'm done for the rest of the year. <laughs> I don't even want to learn anything. Yeah. And that's not possible. But I mean, we've all, we all got through it and we're still doing events. I mean, that was the thing like last year, fabric still went on. It was super different than it was before. We, I mean, speaking about how do you do musical performances, we had Fadu concerts that were specifically specifically recorded for Fall River audiences or for South Coast audiences, I should say, by in Portugal. And then we, we projected them outside on the, the government center building. And then Tracy Barboza, who's a wonderful New Bedford artist, they're also, Hatch Street Studios are also doing their, right. their open, I gotta, I gotta mention <laughs> Hatch. Hatch Street. On Saturday the 15th and 16th, she had waterfalls projected on the, the facade that you could see through the highway. I mean, that would not have happened if, again, we're not, this is not, this is not a podcast about how COVID was good. I just want to say that right now. <laughs> if it sounds like it at all, we're just making lemons out of lemonade yeah. people or yeah. lemonades out of lemon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but so, I mean, I just think that the ingenuity level just, I'm super impressed by how everybody got through and just kept at it. And we just kept doing things and what's next, what's next. And yeah. That's, that's, a, that's New England though. That's, that's, if that's not this area, I don't know what is <laughs> yeah. really. Yeah, we started the virtual Mac, which was new for COVID, and it was virtual art talks that we do once a month, and we still do that, which is great. We meet just to talk about artwork. It's super informal, but also the virtual performances and just, man, lots of new initiatives for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping that, and, and maybe you have seen this directly already, but I'm hoping that it helps monetize artists in a better capacity. There's mm -hmm. this whole thing, I don't know how much you've explored it, and I'm tech, I'm not going to technically define it here, but there's this thing called NFTs. Oh gosh, right? I Online, say right? It. And it, what I'm, I'm just looking at the insane amount of money of people just buying things, which is great for, I guess, an artist. But then I saw somebody the other day have like a rebuttal on this. You're spending thousands of dollars on this NFT. You could literally commission an artist to make you a beautiful painting to be mm -hmm. in your house that is literally only one mm -hmm. of those paintings for whatever, not maybe not a fraction, but for half the price or whatever. But to, to like, hey, look, let's not just go for this gold mine rush of NFT and digital 
which again is super exciting, but also there's artists out there mm-hmm. who will do this for you. Right, right. So I'm hoping like these movements and like this combination, again, like these crossroads of digital, online, streaming, art, really helps encourage um, people to spend money yes, <laughs> physically yeah. with artists. Yeah, absolutely. And to look right. at them in different in a And different I think light. the more that you read, like going back to redefining what art really is, I mean, I think there are so many people even in this area who probably would have never have thought murals, we, we, that word wasn't in our lexicon, it was graffiti or whatever, but that's not like, it's it's a real art form. And I think you, you by by having these different experiences with art, or with culture, it kind of expands your understanding and, and as it also expands the creative economy, it expands, <laughs> expands yeah. what people want to put their stamp on. Yeah. Right. NFTs. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So part of the, the topic of this show is when, when I'm talking to other business builders or entrepreneurs is talking about like connecting, like how do we help Fall River and, and, and New Bedford do business? We're, now we're talking Wareham to Fall River. Have you found any great strategies, maybe not on the business side, but just working with other artists, great strategies, great way to approach like making us all talk together and work <laughs> together. The, the, the name of this show is called We Are Here and I, and I purposely did that to be like, look, here's the South mm-hmm. Coast, we're here. Like we're all here. It's not Boston, New York, Providence, this kind of thing. We're here right here on the South Coast. Have you found any good tactics or strategies to communicate across the borders? Well, this, I mean, this whole experience of South Coast Spring Arts has been a great mm-hmm. starting point for that. Sort of all of us getting together and w- supporting each other, especially a lot of nonprofit organizations. Um, and then, and having just the whole, just the, the fact that it's regional and it truly is. I mean, looking Dartmouth, Westport, Fall River. I don't know if we ended up getting anybody from Wareham. <laughs> I believe Echo is doing something. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. So Yay, I'll have to check back so in. we did it. Again, <laughs> Wareham to Fall River. Yeah. But I think, too, the art community is, I'm sure, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying I, we know everybody in the art community, but a lot of us do know each other. And I think we all genuinely like each other. And so we've always been supportive and each, each community has been supportive. And some of us go back and forth. And so I think it's our jobs to kind of like make sure that we all continue to talk. And it really is just about communication, like, and having initiatives like this that expand, that expand like our definition of when we go for grants or when we go for things like Mm. to think about, oh, maybe I could bring that organism, maybe the Dartmouth Cultural Center, maybe somebody else, maybe Missouri Creative. So I think it's up to us all to kind of like just keep, keep each other in mind and the support system really yeah. is super important. I, I think that people will be surprised if they go to southcoastspringarts.org and look at all of the different organizations. There's so much that the South Coast has to offer. And people will find out about organizations or businesses that they didn't initially. And there's so many more that, you know, obviously, I mean, but I think these, this is a good place to start. And like when you are on Facebook and they always suggest other people. So like, make sure you like, if you like any of these organizations on Facebook, where I think we're all represented, just keep, keep searching, keep, there's so much out here. I mean, I remember, I mean, I grew up here, but I didn't live here for a good 20 years. And I, when I came back and I have no, I, I had no idea the depth and the breadth of art, sustainable agriculture. I mean, just so many things. I mean, we're really, truly lucky to be um, in this area at this time. Are we, and I say we because I live in Fall River, you live in Fall River, <laughs> and I'm looking at, and I just registered now that I have my office upstairs, I was able to register at the New Bedford Creative as an artist. Yes. I was number 100 on that list. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, podcaster, <laughs> they're not going to accept me. I'm sweating. Are you going to introduce for Viva Fall River, like that same sort of, what I'll just say, database of artists? Like, do you think we have enough now in Fall River? 
Uh, to be competitive with that New Bedford Creative dot org kind of I thing. I think that it's going to take us a little time, but we've got really good momentum. I think you pretty much ask anybody. The Florida Arts and Culture Coalition has kind of united us. There's about I think forty organizations, and we meet very regularly. And there, the Arts and Culture Plan is almost. It's, it's getting there. And so we'll have one at least like New Bedford has, which that's your first step is to have a document um, that everybody kind of believes in and kind of guides you without being too limiting, limiting of course, because it's about, it is about breaking down barriers, but, but about having a plan and we haven't had a plan before. And a lot of us, just the fact that we're all communicating together and meeting regularly, I think now we're start. it's, it's our job to find out who these artists are and to welcome them back. And I think you might know this, Matt, like a lot of people, there was an art scene and then people, they didn't get that support. So they kind of receded mm-hmm. to, or they came to New Bedford and we want to welcome that, them back and also just a lot of a lot of artists work in both cities so i would like I, there's definitely going to be a lot of work that we need to do but we're, i'm thrilled to say that we're every every day that goes by like there's just more good things more positive stories and more positive interactions that are happening so and i, I think for us we are really trying to think again more regionally so we're trying to not think of certainly bringing in New Bedford-based artists, and it'd be great to bring in Fall River-based artists. At the MAC, we have people from Westport, Dartmouth, all over. So trying to think about getting outside of the building or outside of the town or city that you're in. So it's one thing to go to go see art in a new place, but it, it is it is difficult to bring people yeah. to bring people mm-hmm. from Fall River all the way to Marion or well because yeah. we all know I mean that's so far I mean growing up in Fall River <laughs> going into Bedford was like a yeah. trip yeah. I mean and then some of that I mean and, and the funny thing when you talk about art and then you get into conversations about economy then you get into conversations about transportation and access sure right. and yeah. that's when it comes to taking the art out of the institution and bringing it to places like parks or to yeah. public housing or more places that people can can eat more easily access. And I think last year, I mean, we've always known these problems existed, but I mean, a lot of things were laid bare last year and mm-hmm. you could not ignore them any longer. Yeah. So I think that's why when people say, oh, I just, I just do this. You can't just do any one thing. Art has something to do with transportation and, and access, access, ac- equity. I mean, there's so many different pieces. Right. So just getting out of the out of the space and being outdoors is a great first step mm-hmm. in that. I'll bring it back to like that high level technical thing. But even if you had like a uh, South Coast NFTs, right? Like people can literally get into this stuff now mm-hmm. where the, cro- the inter- again, back intersection of technology and art can be a, a, a pretty big winner, right? For, especially for that, diver- well, I'll just say diversifying income, right? It's just like as a business owner, you, you learn to diversify your income. If you're selling pizzas, you're also thinking about, well, what else can I mm-hmm. do to sustain the downtime of winter or something like that? I think right? an organization like DATMA is going to be really pivotal as we continue to regionalize. I mean, especially they, they are at the intersection of design, art, technology. And I know that Lindsay is from the executive director. I know that she's interested in doing something in Fall River too. They, they've had such like tremendous success in New Bedford that we would really we would love that as well and the cbpa the you know umass dartmouth bcc i mean there's already so much regional one south coast chamber like this is this is not this is going to continue yeah. this, and and i look forward to that because we can only like if we can use more resources if now our resources have, have doubled i mean that's really exciting yeah yeah on the marketing side, one of the final questions here, uh, one of the things I like to talk about too is like, how do you get the, the name out for your business? How do you get the name out for this movement? 
ah, it's tough when there's a lot of people (laughs) involved. So has there been like one strategy, like go-to-market strategy for this that you've encouraged the other artists to do? Yes. Sharing things, posting things, et cetera. So we we started this process late last year. So late in 2020, maybe October, November, we started talking about the South Coast Spring Arts. And I think we started meeting early January with the big group. And when I say the big group, I mean like, I don't know, 15 or 15 people or so. And... Out of that group, we did have some volunteers to form a subcommittee. Marlissa selfless, over yes. selfless people. <laughs> Marlissa over at South Coast Almanac has been really helpful in kind of jumpstarting that. And at the Marion Art Center, we work with a graphic designer who was able to help us with kind of the branding and the logo. And then we came up with a very simple marketing toolkit, again, with Lindsay Misha's help for that. Mm-hmm. And then hashtags, things like social media posting. Yeah, really keeping so. it simple though, which I, and the, and the, the toolkit is something that I always recommend to people when they're doing events, but re- very rarely do I have actual time to do it. So for me, that was like a learning experience, like yeah. participating in this, like I do a lot of events, I do a lot of things, but I, I, everything that you do, sh- you should be learning a little something else. Here I am again. I just said I wasn't going to learn anything else, <laughs> but I learned that was, I, I liked the simple way we were able to communicate that in information we had we had a Facebook event page (laughs) I feel like it was a little hard for us we all have a lot going on we probably could have done a little bit more with that but again everything that you do should always have a a, like a set of learnings that you can do better next year and we're doing our own marketing for our own programs outside of the the larger event so for us we work with Sipican Week and Marion they're our media partners so they've been great for us so and we've gotten a lot of great coverage from local publications Mm -hmm. too absolutely and then and then just again going back to learnings like the Mac has a had a has a like a, a spreadsheet with how they were going to market it and that was good i think that was good to, to for other organizations to look at mm-hmm. that because they are you know a long-standing organization you have like processes and procedures and sharing that knowledge with each other is another benefit of doing this not just the, not just getting together so oh let's let's slap a name over it and we'll call it regional no i want to learn how you do business i want to learn how you reach people like i i don't know that side of it but yeah. and hopefully we can all learn from each other and kind of create this like think tank of spectacular art events yeah and and it has to have that level of sort of i don't know like fundamental marketing because you can't go after however many i saw on the website 20 or so different uh partners Mm -hmm. here and be like well here's how you should do your email list here's how you should do a youtube series it's just like people like no way but if you give them that baseline like here's our events page, here's some hashtags we want to use and just promote the heck out you of it as much as can. success, you yeah. know, but you also don't tell them how to do it because right. success looks different to everybody. Right. Yeah, and people have their own their own plans, how they do either marketing or their outreach, whether it's an e-blast or... So just giving them those tools that kind of make it cohesive for all of us using the logo. It's a, it's a hard line to walk because you want to, you want people to do it a certain way, but then you want people to have freedom. But I think I honestly, I, Jody and the Mac and Jennifer Webb and the whole, everybody, uh, I mean, I was, was, I'm really happy with how it all turned out. And we are, we all <laughs> are learning a lot too, yeah. which is great. People bringing different, different things to the table. So South Coast Spring Arts, May 7th through the 16th, southcoastspringarts.org. Ranges from free to 35-ish dollars, maybe. Uh, when you go to one of these events, go to southcoastspringarts.org. What's next? Are we planning the next one for oh, wow. <laughs> already? Or? 
there'll be other great things. I'm yeah. going to leave it at We've that. We've got a lot of programming <laughs> coming up, that's for sure. But yeah, I'm sure we'll do this again in some form next year. So Absolutely. <laughs> I'm already signing on. How about you? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. You have it. There's your scoop. Uh, Jody, Patty, thanks for doing the show today. Anywhere else you want to point folks to? Just the website, maybe your other social media sites or anywhere else? I think we were just on Facebook as South Coast Spring Arts. I mean, I, I kind of, I'm, um, I'll say this to the people who are involved in the event as well. I mean, I think while things are going on, we should, we can post to that and kind of like let people know. We'll pick up some people on social media. So yeah, yeah visit us on Facebook. And hashtag Ignite South Coast Arts. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> that was good. I, I had to look at the paper. Ignite South Coast Arts. And that we are doing. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Awesome Matt. stuff. South Coast.fm, the We Are Here podcast. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode.